Welcome to it. This is Untapped Talent on CliffCentral.com with myself, Sia Sangweni Finn. Thank you so much for having us on. It's another Friday. It's another week because we do this all the time. And hopefully you'll stick with me for the next hour. So chatting to young and up and coming people we are, who are just cool as always. Uh, kicking things off this week, uh, I'll be talking to adventurer Davey Duplessis. Listen, this guy has quite an interesting story and a half. He's just built a paddle boat that he'll be using to travel on sea from Cape Town to Rio in Brazil. Now, I have many a question because you're just like just chilling one day and you're like, hey, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Hey, let me just build a paddle <laughs> and let me just sail all the way to Rio. And he's going with his mother. So I just want to know, what is it all about? What's this, uh, the backstory to that? Why do you even want to do this? And if it's for a cause, let's find out the cause as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I have a lot of questions, but we'll get to the bottom of that. But then I also have young people from the Gauteng's Children Parliament, uh, Children's Parliament rather, who'll be stopping by after recently electing their new representatives um, at Constitutional Hill this year. So I think it will be also cool just to hear from them uh, what the Gauteng's Children's Parliament is all about and what these kids actually do when they're together and all of their future plans, etc., etc. So no pressure on them, but I think it will be cool to get to chat to them. Um, so that's the show this week. You know, um, to truly kick things off, though, as we're starting to do each and every week, we're doing the cover of the week. You know what that is? Uh, any sort of song, popular song that's on right now, someone on YouTube does an awesome cover. I want to highlight them. So we've been doing it for about two weeks. And so this week, we're going to do something a little different. I'm slightly biased because it's a whole local flavor. And it is four, five seconds. Now, the song was recorded, you know, by the badass singer Rihanna, an American rapper and the leader of the Kanye West fan club, Kanye West himself, <laughs> and legend Paul McCartney for Rihanna's upcoming eighth studio album, which is titled Anti. But by the way, side note, everyone has been waiting with bated breath for Rihanna to release her new album. And supposedly it's coming out today, which is Black Friday, um, on Jay-Z's title. So hey, let's see if that happens. If there are any Rihanna fans out there, I'm not necessarily but we'll be excited for you on your behalf but anyway <laughs> uh back to the point um so the song the cover is actually been done by connell cruz who's a south african musician you know we know him as like the big guy who's been signed to an international record deal as well in rudo peterson and then ashlyn gray who's actually been on the show before they so they've collaborated on this very unique cover of the song and i think it's pretty remarkable really that they did this together and it sounds so um good considering the that they recorded on like different parts of the world at different times. So I'll play it for you in just a bit. But to talk more about this collaboration, I have Miss Ashlyn Gray herself yes, on the line. Hey, Ashlyn. Hey, how are you doing? Fantastic. How are you doing? Great, thanks. So listen, I think, you know, I, I received a mailer about this this week and because I always do this cover of the week on the show. And I took a second just to listen to the whole cover and it really, really, really sounds cool. So first and foremost, congratulations on you, Connell and Ruda, on this uh, collaboration of the cover of 4 5 Seconds. But how did this collaboration actually come about? Well, Connell and I actually go to the same church. So we became friends through there. And um, the one day he kind of just called me up from America and he was like, hey, you want to do a bit of a collab on four or five seconds? Oh. And obviously I wouldn't turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got his guitarist, Trudeau, who's also based in South Africa. And uh-huh. then we kind of did like a Skype call kind of vibe and recorded our parts and put them together. And that's how it started. So now Connell is based in Nashville, right? 
yes. So Nashville, Tennessee meets Johannesburg, South Africa. You recorded this all via Skype. Wasn't it kind of daunting or did you just do it out of fun? Um, yeah, it was just a whole lot of fun. It really was. Yeah. Uh, how long did the whole process take, by the way? Um, it took about like two days to do. It wasn't long. It really was just like a spur of the moment kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, how much back preparation, though? Because I think it's one thing to just have fun in the studio, but then now you're going to release it to people. <laughs> so it must oh, yeah, actually no, be no. of, yeah. How long did it? We, we practiced quite a bit. Um, we made sure we all our parts correctly. And um, I mean, we had to give it all, all, all because with a collab like that, you've got to make sure that it comes out um, as good as possible. Exactly. So on the personal front for you, though, how have things been going? You know, it's been a while since we last chatted to you on the show. How, what have you been up to recently? It's been great. So I just had a few A-levels to do. So I've kind of taken a bit of a break from the music scene. Uh-huh. Um, and I finished those about two weeks ago. Now I'm finally back in the gigging and I've got a gig tonight, The Brazen Head. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yes, and Sanson, um, right? So I'm pretty keen for that. Um, I think it's going to be a nice chilled acoustic set where I'm able to showcase some of my new songs which is really exciting. Ooh, okay. Any popular covers you'll be doing tonight? Um, well, I can say that James Bay is definitely one of the names on my cover list. Ooh. And even Drake. Oh, even Drake? We'll see what happens. Listen, are we going to expect a little hotline bling that then? Is that what you're hinting at? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> She'll keep it very under lock and key until tonight. So it's at the Brazenhead in Santon. What time? Um, it starts at 6 o'clock and I'll be on at 7. Awesome. And then uh, is it free entry? Can people just walk in? It's free entrance. Awesome stuff. just walk stuff. in, grab a drink and enjoy some music. Exactly. So what an awesome way to usher in the weekend. Then just with the, like chilled music and a good time. So Ashton, thank you so much for stopping by this morning. This has been like the perfect introduction for your cover with Connell Cruz and Rudo Peterson as well for five seconds. Keep well and all the best, eh? Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Perfect. Cheers, cheers. Well, that's when technology is just not on your side and not allowing me to be cool. So while we get that all in play and all sorted out, uh, we'll be talking to the guys from the Gauteng uh, Children's Parliament in just a bit. But yeah, hey, I'm kind of disappointed now that technology is just not working on my side with this cool cover. Now that I've ranted and raved all about it and we've even had Ashlyn on the line. Uh, let's see how about now. There we go. Such cool stuff. I'm having like a one-man party all up in the studio here. Connell Cruz featuring Rudolf Peterson and Ashlyn Gray on four, five seconds. Such cool guys, all local flavor, unlike any other, which just proves like, you know what? These cool people are awesome. Uh, so yeah, as I said a little earlier, uh, yeah. 
Rihanna might release an album today. You know, it is the 27th of November. You guys, December's next week, but that's a bit of a side note. Anyway, <laughs> in America, they just had Thanksgiving yesterday, which means today's Black Friday. So if you do not know what Black Friday is, let me be like your little teacher today and give you like a side note, a little lesson. It's big in America and it's taking off in South Africa. So Black Friday is the day following Thanksgiving in the United States, the fourth Thursday of November. It's all about being grateful for what you have. And then after you realize how much you have, you think, can I have just a tiny little bit more? So why not spoil yourself? Go out and shop today. Uh, people are going crazy. They camp outside shops the whole night for the spending frenzy. Now, I'm here as well for like a public service announcement. You don't want to get trampled on and die. Yeah, that, well, dying is like a last resort. Maybe you might just get bruised or something. So here's the good news. You don't need to leave home because today everything is online. And even better, for the first time in South Africa, Clinique is celebrating black. Black Friday, and they are offering a 30% side-wide discount exclusive to you guys, our favorite people in the world, our Cliff Central listeners. So all you have to do is log on to clinique.co.za and use the offer code Cliff Central. You know, you're all up on your bad self. You go onto the website, you type in the code Cliff Central just to qualify for your discount. That is 30% Mensa. Uh, so it's valid today only, the 27th of November up until 6 p.m. So buy your Christmas presents today with exclusive Black Friday bargain. And remember to use your code Cliff Central online at clinic.co.za. And listen, if there's anybody who just feels like being nice as well, because Christmas season is around the corner. And if you know Sia from Untapped Talent, who's one of your close friends, you can just mail me anything. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's move on with the show. All the cool stuff aside. Now, here's something interesting. I did talk about this at the beginning of the show. An adventurer who has just built a paddle boat that he'll be using to travel on sea from Cape Town to Rio starting at the end of November. Now, his mom will be joining him on this adventure as well. And because he's an adventure seeker and enjoys raising awareness about environmental issues, this will be a very interesting chat. His name is David Duplessis. He's a committed environmentalist and inspirational speaker, an author, global explorer, a raw vegan adventurer, and basically someone who's so full on, li- on life he makes you feel like you're dead. <laughs> D- David has cycled the continent of Africa. He's navigated his way down the Amazon River. And in preparation to pedal a customized boat across the Atlantic Ocean from Cape Town to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, yeah, he's doing a whole bunch of stuff and hence why we're speaking to him this morning good morning Davey how are you doing us yeah how are you well listen I, I feel like I'm not doing anything whatsoever with my life or I'm not talented listen dude <laughs> do you feel like you have enough on your plate right now um you know to be honest I never feel like that so I, I, I always feel that I mean the reason why I do this is all dedicated for causes that go far beyond just the desires and actions of one human. So yeah. I never feel like it's a, a a journey that's done and I never feel like I'm overwhelmed or too consumed by what I'm doing because I think the reason is way more important. Mm-hmm. I, I want to find out this, you know, when does, how did it begin where you feel passionate about these causes and you feel like you want to help, you know, just genuine sympathy to, hey, let me actually stand up and do something about this. So when I did that first cycle through Africa, prior, like two years before that, I'd had like a big change in my life. Um, you ever hear that that uh, quote from Gandhi, to be the change you wish to see in the world? Uh-huh. So that struck a chord with me and I decided to embody all the changes I believed society should adopt uh, that people require. And I did that. I became vegan. I stopped drinking. Uh, 
chose to start dedicating my life towards the service of others versus just trying to do things for me and get me ahead. Wow. And I did that. And for two years, but I, I, I eventually got to a point where I realized, like, you know, all you've really changed and inspired is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I, how can I uh, expose this, you know? And then Adventure became the platform where it allowed me, I mean, I, let's be honest, you wouldn't even be speaking to me if it wasn't for the adventures. Yeah. And I realized that the adventures were just a bait. But essentially, if I could push a, a message that made people think, that caused people to perhaps change or reroute their direction in life. That's what would make the adventure all worthwhile. And adventure just became this tangible platform where, I mean, I literally call adventure as my form of activism. Davey, I want to know, were you an adventurous person beforehand? You know, did you do the odd cycle? Did you, you know, go onto sea and kayak or whatever? Or did this all, was, was this just all a big challenge for you? Yeah, I mean, I, not at all. I was never adventurous. I'm a, I think I'm more intellectual and uh, more of a, uh, I, I internalize things more than uh, um, projecting them. And I love reading and I love movies. But uh-huh. I mean, you know, to give you an example, before I cycled Africa, the most I'd ever cycled was 10 kilometers. And that was the week before when I got the bike. <laughs> okay. Hold up. So let's just set the scene. Here you are, as much as you are inspired to do something in life, you think, okay, well, I am, you know, just wanting to be the change I wish to see in the world. I've only ever cycled 10 K. So what were you feeling 400% confident about just cycling the whole of Africa? Well, not not really. I mean, I, I wasn't too con- too perturbed about the cycling aspect because I realized, like, you know, even if I'm going two kilometers a day, yeah. I will still reach my destination. It's not a race. But what did your family and friends think about this decision of yours? Were they fully supportive? Because it's one thing to support a person and they really feel driven to do something. And it's now time to actually not just talk the talk, but walk the walk as well. How did your family and friends take to this? You know, it's not just my family and friends, but sadly, I think the majority of society and humans don't support things they don't know or don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So because what I was doing was very different. Uh, there wasn't too much support in the beginning and there was more fear. You know, we, my, my, my family thought, oh, you're going into Africa. Africa is with, full of all these machete wielding, um, bad people. Whereas the reality is South Africa is more violent. But uh-huh. because they had no idea what, of what I was doing, they couldn't relate to it. They had no other experiences to draw from. They and all just started saying it's crazy. It's reckless. It's irresponsible. And what were, yeah, and what were the realities that you uh, came to discover and see when you did travel Africa? I mean, uh, you know, the reality is we South Africans fear the rest of Africa and the rest of Africa fears South Africa. Whenever, I mean, all the people I met, the only references they had for South Africa was one Nelson Mandela and two violence and gangs. Shucks. That's how how ridiculous. I mean, again, it all comes down to perception. Mm Mm-hmm. But it shows you how we're sitting in one of the most violent countries on the continent, yet we fear the rest of Africa. But the re- I mean, and it wasn't just a few countries. Every country I went through, all they could reference was Nelson Mandela and our crime. They said that the only reason I'd ever come to South Africa is for money. 
Now, what I'd love to know is, have you felt the rewards of being on this whole journey of going out there and really making a change? Have you seen the rewards of uh, really reaping what you sow? Uh, I'll be honest with you, not really. Eh? I mean, the problems are so big. They're huge. You know, we're battling to just come to terms with what we're doing to this planet and to other animals and to each other. Um, and I think this, you know, I think too often we're too solu- solution orientated when we don't see the results, we get disheartened. Whereas I realize this is not something I'm doing for a short period of my life. This is essentially what my life is dedicated towards. So it's, I mean, I don't think the solutions will ever come even in my generation. Yeah. You might see small changes, but I mean, the reality is I think we may be winning a few battles, but we're essentially losing the war. Shucks. And, and that's the sad reality, but also at the same time, it's quite, um, positive and it allows one to be optimistic when we hear more stories like you and how it makes us also want to actually get up and do something and not just talk the talk all the time. So let's actually give a few seconds to chatting about the 2015 Atlantic Project, which is you and your mother crossing uh, the Atlantic Ocean by means of a customized pedal boat. Is your mother also an adventurous person? How did she get on board with this? No, 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 she's not either. I mean, we don't come from this adventurous family. We're both intellectuals. We like reading. But my mom turned 50 this year, and I planned to do this expedition solo. But then a couple months ago, my mom said she'd like to join me. And and I'll be honest, I never thought she was being serious. I thought it was just like, you know, she was having one of those days, and she thought, let me do something exciting with my life and join my son crossing the ocean. So I said, yeah, come on board. That'd be great. But again, I never thought you were serious. Yeah. And, and then now it's come to crunch time where we're departing within the next two weeks. And I mean, I think it's kind of rejuvenated her life. And, uh, you know, she's realized that, you know, when you get to this age of 50, unfortunately, the perception is that you're now entering the downward slope. You know, your best years are behind you, your most interesting years, your most physically capable years. You know, you're now on the slope. Path to the grave. Hey, hey, hey! Let's and, and doing this feels like it's rejuvenated, and she feels like it will also change the perception that I mean, especially with her circles. You know, a lot of fifty-year-old females feel yeah. very disempowered. But okay, so I just want to set the scene here as well. Two people who wouldn't necessarily just count, count themselves as like fully or natural adventurous people. They're driven by a cause. It's now like. How many weeks away? Two weeks away? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, but it is weather dependent. So it would be like, as soon as we get the right weather period, we'll just leave. Yeah. So you're two weeks away from going on this four-month journey, traveling the seas. Can you start by actually describing this uh, boat that you guys will be on? So the, the it's a pedal boat. By pedal means it's driven by like a bicycle system that spins a propeller. There's no engine or sail. And then it, if you can imagine, <laughs> no you, motor or sail, you guys are peddling. Yeah. So, it, and then if you, I'll try to create uh, the shape of the boat in your mind. Uh-huh. If you can imagine a kayak, then inflate it to the point where you're not sitting outside, you're sitting inside. So there's a roof. It's fully covered. Yeah. And it, it's seven meters long, and then it, the the first the front section of, of two meters is your storage for all your food, because we don't have any support vessels, so we have to be fully self-sustaining for the entire ocean trip. 
Then the middle part of the boat, which is another like three meters, is the cockpit. That's where you sit and drive. You handle all the navigation equipment. Then the last back section, which is about two meters, is your sleeping cabin. Ah, uh, okay. So do you have an anchor for this? Is it reliable? I'm sure you must have thought this out, but I'm kind of freaking out on your behalf. Uh, yeah, what are what are the safety measures on this paddle boat? Well, you know, the, the reality is you move very slowly. We move like five kilometers an hour, which is like walking distance. Yeah. I think even slower than that. And you're very subject, well, you're subjective to the, uh, the winds and the currents. So you don't really dictate where you're going. Oh. So with that in mind, we didn't build a boat that can go around storms. We yeah. built a boat that could go through storms. So it's built solid. To deal with big waves. I mean, and essentially, you know, the best analogy you, I, I could share is if you imagine a cork in the ocean, uh-huh. a cork will get bobbed around, it will be thrown all over, but it will never sink. But do you guys have like a signal something or the other for people to track where you are? Yeah, I'm, the reality is you, you can't, nowadays, you can't leave the ocean, I mean, leave port without a satellite phone and a VHF radio and all okay. these tracking devices. Okay, that's a bit better. All right. So as long as your safety is somewhat guaranteed, that's fine. Uh, what are you hoping will come out of this four-month trip with your mother all the way to uh, Rio de Janeiro? Um, sorry, can you say that again? What will you hope? What are you personally hoping will come out of this trip of yours? You know, for you to raise awareness and who would you like to notice you doing this? Well, again, I'm not too concerned about the results. I think results and solutions are a byproduct of the action you take. So this whole adventure is dedicated to mass extinction. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, you know, it actually bothers me that most people aren't aware of it. But we're living in a period of history that is known as the sixth mass extinction, wow. meaning it's the sixth mass extinction of all life. So, you know, when the dinosaurs went extinct… That was the fifth mass extinction. Mm-hmm. So life has experienced five previous mass extinctions, but all of those mass extinctions were caused by cataclysmic events like meteors hitting the earth, super volcanoes, massive climate change. But the sixth extinction that we're in now is the first mass extinction that's driven by a species and it's driven by humans. You know, we're doing to this earth only what meteors and supervolcanoes could do. Wow. That's how destructive we are. And to give you some numbers, the con- I mean, these are conservative estimates, and I mm-hmm. keep it conservative because the large estimates are scary. But we're losing 35 species go extinct per day. Mm-hmm. 35 per day, that's huge. The current trajectory that we're on is that by the end of the century, we'll look at a 50% reduction in all biodiversity. Wow. You, you know, it's, it's for huge. lack of a better term, stunning. It's, it's stunning in the worst way possible because it's now the realization of how did we exactly allow this to be and how are we allowing this to happen? But I have to say, you know, once again, having people like you really serve as a reminder and an inspiration for us to go on and really have our priorities straight and really focus on what truly matters. So thank you so much for being part of the show. And thank you so much for telling us about what you'll be part of. Uh, where can people get more information on you and your future adventures? 
Um, it, I've got a website. It's just my name, DavyDuplessis.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, there, I've got like a – there's actually a live tracking page where you can see where we are during the adventure. And it also then links to all the info about mass extinction, which, I, again, I only do it for mass extinction. Otherwise, I wouldn't be too concerned with crossing an ocean. Got it. Davey, thank you so much for stopping by the show. And once again, hey, huge, huge, huge. Good luck to you and your mother. And so count down till two weeks, right? Yes, yes. All the best, hey. And listen, once you're done, you, be- you better come back onto the show and tell us all about it. Deal? Have, have a good story. <laughs> exactly. All the best. Cheers, cheers. Thanks, yeah. So, yeah, as I said earlier, if you feel like maybe you aren't doing much with your life, this is the guy who definitely serves as, as that reminder. I really do think it's commendable i really don't want to sound all artsy farty and slightly flaky as well but it's one of those things that serve as a true reminder if a guy like him who says he was never an adventurous guy you know i was expecting as we're talking to him to find out that like by the age of eight he was already doing like half marathons or whatever but he really is a guy who's just like me and you and from seeing what is truly happening in the world and realizing that we can't carry on like this he says you know what i'm really going to do something about this it's one thing to read about it in the newspaper to see it on the news but i'm actually going to do something about it and with no experience whatsoever without being a fitness junkie he actually got up and he did something about it so that was when he first kicked things off you know just by cycling uh, throughout Africa, but it was, it's actually very interesting. He also has written a book. It's called Choosing to Live, and that was inspired and based uh, from his two months into a planned solar source to see navigation uh, of the Amazon River. Uh, he was ambushed and shot within the isolated jungles of the Peru. So this adventure turned into an intense moment-to-moment struggle to survive as he made his wounded way uh, through the dense jungle, seeking rest and safety. So choosing to live the book is Davy's personal account of his Amazon experience. He retells this remarkable story with this endearing openness uh, while sharing unique insights into the power of compassion and his ability to maintain motivation and his balance between life and death. I mean, <laughs> if that does not serve as motivation enough, just a normal Joe bloke he now stands up. Yes, cycling was cool throughout Africa. Realize that actually Africa is a very cool place. And all of these things, these misconceptions and these ideas we usually have of, of Africa aren't really true. Uh, he then comes back and goes, ah, oh, let me go to the Amazon as well. And he gets shot and wounded there. He comes back to to tell the tale, write an awesome book about it. I definitely recommend that. Um I mean, now we actually can get up and do something about it. The guy is also now a, a raw vegan for the past seven years. He avoids all animal products in all industries. And this path of veganism for him is what led David to embark on adventures, urging him to prove that a plant-based diet can adequately provide health and nutrition for anyone, no matter what the physical circumstances. So he also notes that animal agriculture is one of the most environmentally destructive practices on earth and the most crucial and exploited adventure uh, provided the platform to promote veganism so davy consumes like this raw vegan diet living off mainly fruit a few leaves and nuts like even as a vegetarian i don't necessarily like the term leaves and now if you like a koala bear i'm sitting in a tree and just picking off leaves so let's just say veggies <laughs> and his diet provides superb health and doesn't utilize any supplements or medication so dave is also available as a speaker he's fortunate to travel the world and abroad sharing his unique messages 
and stories from his experiences. So his humble approach showcases an authority and knowledge on the topics of environmentalism, health and personal strategy. I really do wish nothing but the best for this guy in everything that he's about to go on and do. And I hope at the end of the day, the bottom line is I know most of us aren't about to now get up and run to the Amazon or now actually pedal through the seas for four months with no motor or just a GPS signal and a lot of faith and some storage, some storage. Hey, now that I think about it, he won't even have internet. He won't be able to check in where he is on Facebook. I would think traveling for four months is a perfect place to get a little selfie in. I'm thinking of Instagram views. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and I commend him. I commend his mother and I commend everyone who actually supports him. So he'll be departing from Cape Town in two weeks. And you can also go to his website, uh, if you want to track his journey and what he's been up to. So what a cool guy. I think for Friday inspiration, we can check that box. And straight after this, we'll be chatting to young people who are also even more inspiring from the children's, the Gauteng Children's Parliament. This is Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. I was never brave. I was young, out of control, drinking, drowning, brewing the storm. I was never brave. Bengi Ikwala, buckled, crawled, crashed. I was never brave. Fled, bled, followed. Never led. If only someone had stepped in, pulled me out. That's why I became the mentor I wish I'd had. Help under 18 say no to alcohol. Sign up at sabstories.coza. Hashtag be the mentor. A South African Brewers initiative. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. This is Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com with myself, Sia Sangweni Finn. So we're continuing the discussion, talking to inspirational young people who I have a lot to discuss with you too. So first and foremost, let me introduce you. Uh, on the, <coughs> yo, where did that just come from? All right. I'm good. On the 24th of July, approximately 200 children were gathered at Conhill in Johannesburg for children's parliament selections. And so the representative of the IEC was responsible for the election process. So you know, it was very top notch and the children were voted for for the 10 Gauteng Children's Parliament representatives. Out of these 10, two participants were from the Africa Tukun Dipslut Wings of Life Center. And these two now join me this morning. Good morning, Morongwa Ramasobane. Hi, Sia. Was that good? Yeah, that was, that, that's tolerable. Yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> I, I thought it rolled off my tongue pretty well. Okay, I'll give you that. Let me try one more time. Mar- uh, uh, third time lucky. Morongwa. Okay, I'll take it. Ramasobane. Thank you, yeah. Sia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first name, check, and then give Mpanya. That's correct, y- except for the E. It's Mpanya. Mpanya. Nya. Nya. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and I'm the guy with <laughs> such a long, confusing name. Here I am messing up uh, other people's names. Thank you guys so much for joining me this morning. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling super. You guys look awesome. You're in your school uniform. That's nice and proper. You look nice and professional. But let's just discuss quickly. 
who's going to school after this? I am. Thank you. So a Mr. Gift is not going to school after this? I'm going to the African Center. Okay. So that still counts as education. Good. Because you guys are closing on the 9th of December. That's like a good two weeks. So nobody must be slacking off. No one mustn't be in school. Gift, you're in grade eight. How's that going for you? Well, this has been a rough year, if I may say so. Why, why has it been rough? Uh, the school I'm going to, they put a lot of pressure under, so it hasn't <laughs> been easy. But is it good pressure? Do you feel like you've been performing and you've been learning well? I've been performing well. Okay, what, what sort of marks are we getting? Uh, in my maths, I've been something like 80s and 70s. Yo, okay, okay. First, yeah, I'll give you a round of applause because I was good with maths at school up until they started, you know, what's it called? Factorizing. With the alphabets, I was like, what is the alphabets doing with numbers? And then I was just lost. So if you're getting eights for maths, that's good. Morongo, what about you? You're in grade 11. Yeah. How are your exams? My exams were writable. She says writable. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, they, 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 were, they, were, they were fair. Okay, fair. Not too easy, not too hard. What sort of subjects are you taking? I'm doing physical sciences, life sciences. Yeah. I'm in the science stream, pure maths. Yeah. Okay, that just, and on its own, I don't even need to ask you for your marks. That deserves a round of applause. So yeah. what, what do you want to do after school? Have you thought about that if you're doing science? I've always wanted to do civil engineering, but then now I'm just at that age where... I'm just confused between my love for science and my energy in politics. Sure. Yes, sis, you guys, what am I doing with my life? If at, at, at grade 11, someone was like, well, I'm just confused between science and politics. At, at grade 11, I was like, I'm just confused as to what career can I sit at home with? So good on you. Yeah. That's commendable. Gift, what are you interested in doing after school? After school, I'm interested in doing something like... Uh, People who deal with hard problems like a person, a doctor that uh-huh. specializes in heart transplants. Cardiologist. Wow. That's awesome. Okay, so definitely in the medical field, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So in the midst of studying so much, you say the year was tough and it's a lot to deal with and you're studying and you really uh-huh. guy you guys are getting great marks. So you decide, hold up, I just want to do more and I want to help the youth of South Africa, particularly Gauteng. And you guys ran for the Gauteng's Children Parliament. What inspired both of you to want to be part of it? Let me start with you, Morongwa. Okay, what inspired me was all the negative activities around me. I'm from Dipslot. Mm-hmm. It's a disadvantaged community. There's a lot of teenage pregnancy. And at some point of my life, I told myself that I can't carry on like this. I just can't keep on with all this happening around me. Wow. So it was time I took initiative, getting hold with certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Gift? What, what made you want to join the parliament? I wanted to join the parliament because I saw a need for young leaders in the parliament. Because if we're checking in the parliament in at this date and time, mm-hmm. in our in the South African National Parliament, it is not so stable. There, there's no longer that uh, peace of mind that they think outside the box. They're always thinking about places that are more civilized, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. E.g., in Free State, where I come from originally, there are no tabs. But still, in Jobex, they are now even offering something like a Wi-Fi hub throughout the the whole of Santin. Yeah. So I thought 
I saw a need to go to parliament and raise those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. So there we are, you were as young people. There's this children's parliament made of 10 different uh, young people within Gauteng. What exactly does the parliament do or want to do? Okay, well, the parliament sits down, discusses issues that affect them. Mm-hmm. Um, we come with possible solutions. We write rights for children. Mm-hmm. We draft laws and everything that has to do with the children. And then we, at the end of the day, write a declaration, which we send to the bigger parliament, yeah. where they will just discuss if they will just accept it or they'll just deny it. So how long has the parliament been running and how often do you meet as well? Okay, it has been around for five years now. Yeah, it has been around for five years now. And every year, like everyone in South Africa was part of the 10 communities in their provinces. Mm-hmm. Um, This year we met at Free State. Last year they met at Cape Town and so forth. And um, today I'm also going to attend a meeting which just has all the ambassadors. Oh, wow. Okay, let's talk about titles. What are each of your titles within Parliament? Do you have like specific mm, head of control, (laughs) Osimwani, Mayor? What are your titles in the Parliament? I serve as the audience. I'm not yet in the upper stage in the Parliament. Okay. Is it because like of age? Do you need to? No, it's it's something concerning like uh, the being able to talk freely because I'm not as matured as I am, as I look in talking and as being he looks. Okay, yeah. As in being fluent when yeah. talking. So do you, it, do you at least get to like vote though? Yes. You, okay. You get to vote for the people who are going to be you have your uh the H A N I M N I M, uh huh. What does that stand for? That's national incorporation it's national incorporation of I don't remember the other word. Okay. It's for the person that controls the parliament. Okay. Then you have your speakers that uh, raise the issues in in commissions that you divide yourself. Yeah. And what about you, Morongo? What's your special title? Um, I'm the ambassador for the Gauteng province. I'm also the chairperson in the parliament for the NCOP. NCOP. What does that yeah. stand for? That's the National Committees of Provincial Watwat. Yes, sirs. Of Watwat. <laughs> you go on. You're going to go on and conquer. So how, how has it been being uh, involved and being part of the Children's Parliament of Gauteng? You know, what are some of the highlights that you have? Uh, who are some of the cool people that you've met? I know you're going to say Sia from Cliff Central, but either, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I answered for you. Either then Sia from Cliff Central, who are some of the awesome people that you've met? Okay. The highlights was actually being in the Royal Parliament in Free State ah. and going on a plane for the first time. Oh, how was that? It was amazing. Eh? It was, it Did was, you not it feel was, like passing out? No, nah, I didn't. Ah. I was actually too excited on its own. Yeah. And one of the, the, the iconic people that I've met was the Minister of Social Development, Batabile uh-huh. Tamini. And yeah, just quite a lot. The, 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 the YFM team, the mm. OTV team, just... Just, just been there. Yeah. Done it all. Gift, what are some of the highlights for you? Some Apart from taking a day off school. Kaubona. Don't worry, Kaubona. Some of the highlights are that also, it was also my first time in a plane. Uh-huh. So I was 
a bit exciting and a bit scary. Did you like it when the cabin crew was signaling what you must do and like if it falls, what you must hold on to? <laughs> I didn't enjoy all of that. Oh, you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but it's for your safety, so it's fine. Uh huh. What else, Kim? I like the fact, the part where we had a dinner with the, all the other honors and dignities. Mm-hmm. It was my first time meeting the Minister of Social Development. Do you have to call them like your honor or your excellency? What do you call? Yo, as a chairperson, I have to address each and every child as an honorable member. Honorable member. Especially okay. when you need to call someone to come and talk and yeah. everything. Yeah. Can I get a title today? Um, Can I be, you know, the Honorable of Cliff Central? Okay, Honorable Sia. Thank you. Thank you very much. That <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> but I want to know, you guys are really young people who have your heads on straight and you're really determined to make a difference in South Africa. What would you have to personally say are some of the issues that the South African youth are facing? I'd like to start. Mm-hmm. First, the first issue. Yes, go on, honorable gift. Thank uh, you. <laughs> the first issue is the problem of bullying in our community. In Dipslot, we have a problem that most of the younger kids, kids that are my age, mm-hmm. have a problem with bullying. You have to pay tax. It's something like you're paying tax to the other side of the community because there's Joske River dividing Dipslot. Yeah. Then when you're crossing that side, you're using a bridge. But there's somebody standing that side wanting you to give you, give him your money. Is this happening today, right now? Right now, as we're speaking. And we even used to it is now that when we're crossing there, you have to know somebody in the inside in mm-hmm. order to cross without paying. And, and so what does the community do about this? Well, we've tried to address it with the police. The police have stopped it. Then this boys decided to move from the first, from, the beginning of the bridge to that side of the bridge where the yeah. police car can't reach because it's just past its foot. It's a foot bridge. It's a thin bridge. Not yeah. a car can't pass by. Yeah. So the police end that side. Then they, they stay the side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. So bullying definitely one of the things that are affecting the youth of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Honorable Morong, what else would you have to say? <laughs> um, well, I'm just, I'm just mostly affected by the issue of teenage pregnancy. Um, in my class, we had a girl who's pregnant and just having conversations with that girl as a leader, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned quite a lot of things and I was ask, I was actually concerned and frustrated mm. asking her why, why didn't she use a condom? Why mm. couldn't she go to the clinic and get free contraceptives? And I was mostly shocked by the response she gave me because she said, um, it's not like I wouldn't like to go to the clinic. I yeah. would go to the clinic, but you'd find that Sister Joyce or Matron, whoever, will ill-treat me. Mm. She would call me all those sorts of names in front of everyone. And that's the same reason that w- that I would not go in any community center mm-hmm. to go ask for condoms or anything. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly affected by teenage pregnancy, but then I have a solution of bringing in mobile clinics in school, and I'm still looking for sponsors in that. But uh, if there's anyone who can make that possible, I think it's you two young people sitting in front of me. I'd like to know, you know, you guys are leaders in your communities, definitely making amazing waves and achieving great things within your children's parliament. But if you had the opportunity to go to the national parliament in Cape Town and you stand up in front of all of our leaders, our South African leaders, leaders, including our president, what would you have to say to them? I'd first say... The first issue is corruption. Mm-hmm. I'd like to address corruption in a more 
personal point of view. Yeah. In a way that the way that corruption is so much that some kids get sponsors, sponsors, but they can't go through. E.g. myself, mm-hmm. I once got got a sponsor to sponsor me from grade eight to grade twelve. Wow. But in the middle of the process, I passed the two two tests. I went to a camp. After the camp, they said I couldn't qualify. For what reason? We co- we got there to the offices. They said they can't give us an a valid reason. But we can't get there. They found a, re- a replacement. Mm-hmm. The person did not start with the process. That's the first problem. The person paid also to get in, and that is called corruption. Wow. Uh, Morongo, what do you think you would say to the president and our leaders if you had the chance in parliament? Firstly, I would ask for more budget in the health sector mm-hmm. because teenagers are out there with diseases, all sorts of diseases. And I was actually amazed while I was reading a magazine about the human papilloma virus, which is uncurable and it's sub- it's transmitted through sex and a condom can even protect you from having the HPV because the like the only precaution a condom could offer to the disease is only 0.1%. Wow. So I just I just feel that there should be a lot of budget put in the health sector just for scientists to do their investigations bringing in a lot of medicine yeah and yeah i just believe that they should just bring in a lot of budget in the health sector goodness i I have to ask you guys this is my final question do you guys know that you're awesome you just told us but i'm telling you and like i want you to know that you know that you're awesome do you know that you're awesome yes i do okay and do you know that you guys are remarkable people in this country i believe so I'm telling you so. It's fact. And wow. when you're awesome and when you are remarkable people in this country, you can only go on and achieve amazing things. And, you know, at such a young age where you recognize and see the differences in what is wrong in our society and you aren't just sitting down, but you're actually saying, I'm going to do something about it. And I don't care whether I'm done with school. I don't care where I come from. I don't care how old I am, but I'm going to go out and do that. And you two are already doing that. I'm telling you. You guys are incredible people who are just going to go on and achieve such awesome things. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I really, really mean that. Hey? It's a pleasure. Oh, thanks. Ian. Okay. So go on. Don't disappoint me. You're going oh, to yeah. Mr. Gift. You're going to go to the Africa to consent. Now, ne? Yes. Sir. Morongo, you're going back to class. Yeah. You still have a week and a half till the end of the year. Yeah. Matric next year, you're going to take it seriously. Yeah. And if you are not Miss... A politician And if you are not Mr. Doctor With the heart or the brain I'll be very very disappointed Okay Okay. And then next time when, they, when I see something wrong in the newspaper Who am I going to call? I'm going to call you two <laughs> okay. And you guys are going to help us change yeah. the country Alright yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome you, Thank you so much for stopping by this morning Thank you so much to my previous guests as well Davy Duplessis and Ashlyn Gray Chatting about her collaboration with Colin Cruz and Rudy Peter And basically thank you for listening as well We do this every single Friday From 9 till 10am Right on cliffcentral.com Until next week I'm Sia And I'll see ya Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com.